Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 148. Did they deserve it? Shadow thought for a moment. I thought so at the time. Would you do it again? Hell no, I lost three years of my life in there. Hmm, you got native blood in you? Not that I know of. You looked like it, was all. Sorry to disappoint you. It's okay. You hungry? Shadow nodded. I could eat. There's a good place just past the next set of lights. Good food. Cheap, too. Shadow pulled up in the parking lot. They got out of the car. He didn't bother to lock it, although he pocketed the keys. He pulled out some coins to buy a newspaper. Can you afford to eat here, he asked. Yeah, she said, raising her chin. I can pay for myself. Shadow nodded. Tell you what, I'll toss you for it, he said. Heads, you pay for my dinner. Tails, I pay for yours. Let me see the coin first, she said suspiciously. I had an uncle had a double-headed quarter. She inspected it, satisfied herself that there was nothing strange about the quarter. Shadow placed the coin head up on his thumb and cheated the toss, so it wobbled and looked like it was spinning. Then he caught it and flipped it over onto the back of his left hand and uncovered it with his right in front of her. Tails, she said happily. Dinner's on you. Yup, he said. You can't win them all. Shadow ordered the meatloaf. Sam ordered lasagna. Shadow flipped through the newspaper to see if there was anything in it about dead men in a freight train. There wasn't. The only story of interest was on the cover. Crows in record numbers were infesting the town. Local farmers wanted to hang dead crows around the town on public buildings to frighten the others away. Ornithologists said that it wouldn't work. That living crows would simply eat the dead ones. The locals were implacable. When they see the corpses of their friends, said a spokesman, they'll know that we don't want them here. And that's our page. Sam asks a good question to start at the page, and it's entirely without judgment, which is a pretty admirable sort of thing, especially when someone just admits that they went to prison for beating the shit out of people. She could also be trying to not anger the recently confessed violent convict, but I think she is legitimately curious. Shadow's answer is similarly honest and good. He thought the people he hurt deserved it at the time, but clearly three years in prison has changed Shadow's feeling on the matter. We could discuss whether or not this is an honest transformation or if he's just upset because he was sent to prison, but I, I tend to believe Shadow in this case. I think he has legitimately learned his lesson, as he told the man in the office all those pages ago. Sam asks if Shadow is native in any way, and he answers in the negative. This is a seeming reflection of the prison guard's questions back just before Shadow learned about Laura's death, but in that situation, Wilson was just being an asshole, while Sam is genuine, and she's looking for a bit of camaraderie as she's part Native American herself. In the book, she uses the term that is also the name of that baseball team and i don't think it's in my place to use it so i've adjusted it with native previously i've just left words out but this is the first time we've had a character who represents the ethnicity in question instead of someone being an asshole so i'll attempt to still use the term native or native american in face in place of the i word but if also this is maybe not the right way to go about it let me know Shadow himself uses the term Native American in a page or two, so I, I, this might be confusing, but better confusing a little bit where I have to explain myself than tossing out words that are not my place to use. Shadow purposefully flubs the coin toss so he can pay for Sam's meal, much like he attempted to back when he met Wednesday in Jack's Crocodile Bar. This allows Sam to get a free meal, but also lets her save face if she's sensitive about being broke, which... I'm trying to remember back to when I was young and broke. I don't know that I would ever have turned down a free meal, but that's just how I was raised, I guess. 
This is also a small reflection of how Mark Twain buys Emperor Norton I a meal in the Sandman story, Three Septembers and a January. In that story, Norton charges Twain a quote-unquote tax, and thus both men can eat. It's an odd little connection, and I think it's simply coincidental, but it is a similar sort of scene, at least. Shadow gets meatloaf, Sam gets lasagna. Is she vegetarian? I'm just thinking out loud. Not that, not that lasagna is all inherently vegetarian. Hmm. Shadow looks in the paper to see if there's a story about the dead men on the train, and unsurprisingly, there is not one. He does notice that there are a record number of crows in the area, and I wonder if this is the influence of Wednesday's raven Shadow met earlier. I know there are different species of birds, but they're similar in some ways, at least, especially in their consumption of carrion. The crows could be following Wednesday's raven in the hopes that they can eat the parts he didn't eat? I don't know. Local folks insist that leaving a dead crow or two behind will keep the others away, but the internet suggests that, much like the ornithologist mentioned on the page, crows will gather around the dead in what appear to be a a learning experience for the crows. They will also consume other dead crows, but the the odd thing is that they seem to gather around and and try to use it as a teaching experience for other crows, saying, hey, look, this is a dead crow, and this is what happens if you come here. So it it could it could result in a temporary a temporary rise in crow population, but eventually they may f- move away from this area because there are dead crows around, which is kind of wild to me. I can't help but wonder, the final line on the page is, well, I closed my books, I'm an asshole, of course. Final line on the page, when they see the corpses of their friends, they'll know that we don't want them here. And I have to wonder if this is more than just crows. It it definitely feels like it would align with a lynching as well, especially because we've already talked about the racial history of this area, and there was an old habit of stringing up people, criminals or anything, and then leaving their corpse outside the town to rot. So I don't know if this is meant to be a reflection of that or not. It does seem a bit on the nose if it is, but at the same time, I've never considered it before, so perhaps, perhaps not. Get in touch with the show at theworldbeyondthetail at gmail.com or on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as our theme. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page, and remember, only the gods are real.